This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. One quick announcement. Tinkered Thinking has released its first book, The Lasilius Parables, Volume 1. As many will know, a short story is released every Sunday, and this book is an illustrated collection of the first 50 stories released on the podcast. An enormous amount of effort and love went into this project in order to bring it to life. If you want to check it out, go to tinkeredthinking.com slash bookstore. Episode 922, Nostalgia's Edge. This episode is dedicated to Morgan Anastasi, who you can connect with on Twitter with the handle at Morgan underscore Anastasi, A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I. Apologies for any mispronunciation. So many yearn for the good old days, and in many cases, those good old days predate the entire life of the nostalgic. How can this be? How is it possible for someone to miss or wish for a time that once existed but someone has no direct experience of? There is certainly an impassable gulf between missing something experienced, like a loved one who's passed, and a time never even glimpsed. In comparison, the people who yearn for some future date are surely far outnumbered by those who yearn for some past time. The obvious difference that might be ascribed to this rides on the fact that we don't know what the future holds. Whereas, we have some notion of what it was probably like to live back in the 1920s or even the 1490s. But this difference is more subtle than first glance betrays, and the most impactful facets of the past thread silently into our present selves in ways that might even be insidious. Culture, as a collection of mindsets, beliefs, ideas, patterns of behaviors, and methods of decision-making, is a constantly evolving, mutating entity. Each of us is located at a unique cross-section of all of these intersecting flows of information. We add to the culture, each contributing an influence on the direction it will take next. But more important than the way each of us represents an intersection of cultural pieces is the parts of culture that don't influence who we are. As an example, think about what it means to be on the cutting edge. Those who make a regular home of this edge are always read up on the newest aspects of some evolving arm of culture. The cutting edge of technology, for example. Those who harbor and nourish a palpable nostalgia for some aspect of the past are likely not a part of this technological cutting edge. Certainly, there may be strange outliers that manage to combine the two in unique ways. Kevin Kelly of Wired Magazine certainly seems to be an example. But for the most part, these two camps have a separation for fundamental reasons. Nostalgia, if viewed with a pessimistically modern judgment, might be described as backwards-looking. But this betrays a vital aspect of nostalgia. Yearning for a past golden time is not so much a realistic desire as it is representative of a way of thinking now misplaced in time. The quote, nostalgiencia, don't look backward so much as they are looking forward with an old perspective, replete with beliefs, ideas, patterns of behavior, and methods of decision-making. 
the real question pressed by nostalgia isn't so much whether it's possible and preferable to return to simpler times as it is an implicit challenge to the future to be better. This comes with certain trade-offs. Writing off the potential virtues of nostalgia may write off time-tested wisdom. The industrial techno-evolution of human space, for example, has certainly suffered from a disappointing and willful ignorance of what some simple aspects of our surrounding makes for good living. Obnoxiously simple things, like a little greenery and lighting that is perhaps anything but fluorescent white. The nostalgiencia likewise suffer in similar ways. The arena of coding and programming, for example, is dominated by a variety of person other than the artistic literary types who are guilty of pursuing something once called, quote, liberal arts. And yet, an artist who knows how to code becomes a force of culture to be reckoned with. The limiting factors on artists in previous generations can be lifted with the leverage afforded by a little technological knowledge. Just imagine for a moment if every artist was suddenly imbued with the ability to code and program. How many fantastical and fascinating things would begin to pop up on the internet? One thing that such artistic types fail to realize is that the look and feel of the internet is dominated by the aesthetic taste, or lack thereof, of people who have built the internet, which is primarily people who weren't interested in the artsy things that led others to become artists. Artistry and nostalgia have strong ties. The history of art is an obvious topic for virtually everyone. Art has been a part of our culture since before we were writing words. The connection between nostalgia and technology, on the other hand, is perhaps totally non-existent, and part of this may be that the history that led to computers is somewhat invisible, because it made some monumental jumps that are somewhat counterintuitive. In many ways, the technological process that led to laptops, superphones, and Twitter was invisible, because the progress involved something exceedingly tiny, and because it evolved with exceptional speed, once we learned how to make use of something else that was invisible, electricity. Technology in modern computing sense is a facet of human exploration that feels as though it has no history, as though it has no memory. And because of that, it looks more to the future, marching like a juggernaut into the unknown. Being without such roots grants this freedom of perspective, or rather, freedom from perspectives that were more relevant in past times. Both camps are incorrect by lacking the perspective and resources of the other, and those who can comfortably exist in both worlds can operate in each as though with superpowers. The oil painter, who knows how to leverage social media in conjunction with an online store that uses print-on-demand technology to sell hundreds if not thousands of copies of paintings, all with a purely automated system that functions while the artist sleeps and paints, is going to do much better than the artist who doesn't know how to leverage all of those things. And even more interesting is the fact that an artist with such a commercial system doesn't even need to know how to code but simply needs to understand what is technologically possible.
and available. An artist with such a livelihood can spend more of their time actually working on their art. The inverse is also quite powerful, and not in the straightforward sense that an artist who codes doesn't need to rely on a graphic designer to, quote, do the artwork. The artist doesn't just bring skills, but a perspective that is rooted in different fundamentals and directions, which then perceives the challenges, obstacles, and most importantly, the opportunities inherent in other skills like coding. Nostalgia's edge is an updated use of older, time-tested methods for approaching the future. While it's good to let go of old things that hold us back, it's vital to take stock of the good because, at the end of the day, the perspectives of the past are what got us to the present opportunity we have today. This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you find the Tinkered Thinking Podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it or discuss it on your own podcast. Or you can support it directly. And you can do this on the support page at tinkeredthinking.com. Both one-time support and monthly subscription support options are available. Thank you for your support of the show. It's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Any feedback or questions are always welcome, so feel free to reach out. And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context. <laughs>